Stand Neil, Now What? Episode 14, Purgatory and All Souls Day. Hi, my name is Karen. I like to say that I'm the good kind of Karen. I am first and foremost a daughter of God, a wife, mom of two, and I recently came home to the Catholic Church. I love my faith so deeply that I want others to love it too. Whether you are a cradle Catholic, Catholic curious, or you have come home to the Catholic Church as an adult like I have, Stand, Kneel, Now What is the show for you. Through my love and lots of blunders, my goal is to help you along your faith journey. Our paths may be different, but all of our roads need to lead home so that we can be with our Father. Hi everyone, welcome back to Stand, Neil, Now What? My name is Karen Estep and I will be your host. I am really excited about this episode for different reasons. Before we get started though, I just want to remind everybody, I do not have a degree in theology yet. (laughs) So I am going to share my perspective as a former Protestant about purgatory and then share my thoughts on it now after I came home to the Catholic Church. So let me just put that out there so everybody knows. My theology today came from Catholic Answers, which has a lot of theologians that help with that. We didn't really discuss purgatory a ton in my RCA RCIA class. <laughs> However, it was discussed and I do 100% believe in purgatory now after learning more about it. But I know that this can be a tough topic for my Protestant friends. However, let's go back and let's do a uniquely Catholic prayer. I actually want to share the prayer that Catholics say before meals, because I don't have this one memorized yet. (laughs) My kiddos have it memorized only because they say it at their Catholic school. However, because I grew up with my dad who had gone to a Lutheran church his entire life, the prayer that we said before meals was, come Lord Jesus, be our guest and let thy gifts to us be blessed. And that is the prayer that it's even after becoming Catholic, that's my go-to prayer. (laughs) Um, I find myself saying that one just because it's what I'm used to. However, this is the prayer that most Catholic children learn in school and is said anytime we go to a friend's house and we pray before a meal, this is the prayer they say. All right, here we go. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, which we are about to receive from thy bounty, through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Anyway, same, almost same words, just worded a bit differently as the Lutheran prayer. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. Oh, goodness, purgatory. (laughs) Okay, so purgatory is one of those things that when a Protestant, especially in my experience, hears purgatory, A, we don't believe in it, and B, 
it is something that strikes fear into people. I think a lot of people are afraid of purgatory for a many different reasons. And I'm going to share why I don't think we should be that afraid. Of course, your goal should be heaven. However, I understand the theology behind purgatory and what it's there for. And I have come to the conclusion that if I land there, that's not the goal. The goal is to go straight to heaven. However, if I land in purgatory, I know it is only because God needs me there to fully sanctify me and purge, get it? Purgatory purge, all the yuckiness from me before I am allowed to enter the Holy of Holies. Okay. Purgatory and All Souls Day go together because All Souls Day is where Catholics will pray for all souls that are in purgatory or in heaven. Okay. So especially our loved ones, a lot of times at Catholic churches, you will see, um, I'm on several email threads for different parishes (laughs) and I, I don't know exactly how I got on all these email threads, but, um, I have been got this, this whole week. I have been reading these email threads that say, please send in names of loved ones so that we can, of deceased loved ones so that we can pray for them this week. So, All right, let's go back to what is purgatory and where do Catholics get this idea of purgatory from and what it is supposed to do for your soul. As Protestants, we only believe that there are two places that your soul goes to when you die. You either go to heaven, which is the goal, or when you die, your soul is taken to hell. Okay, not the goal. And even growing up, like hell was not something that I was allowed to say. And it feels really yucky, even as a 38 year old adult saying hell, I almost, (laughs) I almost said H-E double hockey sticks. (laughs) Okay. Get it together, Karen. But as Catholics, we believe that there are three options. There's another option. You go to heaven, which is the goal. It's the ultimate goal for everybody. It is our goal and duty as Catholics to want to become saints. And it is our goal to also, when we have families, to raise saints. So that is our ultimate goal. However, sometimes souls land into what is called purgatory. And then of course, not the goal. The opposite of the goal is hell. So what is purgatory? Purgatory is a place of temporal punishment or the purging of sins. Purgatory has a really negative connotation. And I think when people see it, they imagine this horrible, horrible place. Is it going to be uncomfortable? I would imagine so. (laughs) Anything that like time period of growth, whether it's here on earth or it's here in purgatory, I would imagine is fairly uncomfortable. It is though a time where the soul is placed in this realm where your sin is completely cleansed from you. Now, yes, we believe as Christians that we are saved by the grace of Jesus Christ, that we were saved when we accepted him into our hearts, when we were baptized, when we take him in communion. We believe all of that. 
However, sometimes we can die not in a state of grace. And for Catholics, that is where, let's say, we didn't make it to confession, which is our prompt to make it to regular confession. Confession is healing for our soul because if we were to die, we would be in a state of grace after receiving um, absolution from our confession. So sometimes we didn't make it there and we die and our soul is still has sins with it. I don't want to say attached. Attached seems like the wrong word. So by the grace of God, we would go into purgatory to get those soul, those sins completely cleansed from our souls. Um, I have seen artwork about purgatory. It's oftentimes depicted as a fire where you're purging all of that horrible, yucky sin from your soul. Okay. It is not something negative. And I want to be very clear about that because it is God's way of extending grace after we die when we are not in a state of grace. It is it is something that is meant for us to do before we can enter the Holy of Holies. So this is the way that I had heard it described. Okay. Heaven is this beautiful mansion. It has all of these beautiful adornments. It is where we want to be. So think of it as a mansion. You're going to this mansion. You're going to this amazing party and you have stained clothing and dirt all on your shoes. And you wouldn't want to go into that party looking like that. So this is a way that we cleanse that dirt, those stains from our clothing before we get to go to the ultimate celebration, which is perpetual worship of our Lord in heaven. Now, one of the biggest arguments that I hear <laughs> from Protestants, and when I was doing research before I even entered the RCIA program, is that purgatory is not supported in the scriptures. Well, it actually is. However, <laughs> kind of gets tricky. Two of the, the books of the Bible that purgatory is mentioned, Protestants don't have in their Bible. <laughs> During the Reformation, some of the books were decided to be taken out. Uh, my husband has a really funny joke about this that I won't get into. Um, it's nothing bad. However, purgatory can be found in the book of 2 Maccabees, which for Catholics is in the Old Testament. It can also be found in Sirach, which for Catholics is also in the Old Testament. And then it's found in the book of Zechariah, and it is also mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew. Okay. So it is, it is biblical. You can go look up the verses. Um, and it also, I was reading a bit today more about purgatory. It also comes from the Jewish tradition of praying for the dead. And because Jesus was a Jew, Jesus also founded the Catholic church. This is something that we, we do as Catholics. What I want other, especially my Catholic friends to remember, purgatory is not something that is meant for forever. Now, when we, if we 
go to purgatory, we have to remember that our cleansing is not on our time, but God's timeline. And I know that that has been something when I've listened to podcasts that discuss purgatory or when I read different theological points of view on this, um, it doesn't, nothing works on our own time. We can't go, okay, God, I think I've cleansed this. I'm good to go. We have to wait for when he is ready for us to be fully taken into the Holy of Holies. And we have to just know that his timing is perfect. Even if we have to make that pit stop into purgatory, God's timing is not our own timing. And I think as especially type A personalities here on earth, we want everything to be like spelled out like, oh, I'm going to do a two-year stint in purgatory. I'm going to do, you know, 30 minutes there or whatever. That's not how it works. And what we think is is two minutes <laughs> or 2,000 years could be just the blink of an eye for God. So we need to remember that God's timing and our timing are completely different especially when it comes to the spiritual world. Um, I used to be really afraid of going to heaven. And I know this, this isn't really what we're talking about, but I, I have expressed this fear to even to our RCAA director. I used to be afraid of going to heaven because the thought of forever freaks me out. The thought of for eternity, I will be up in heaven doing one thing and one thing alone terrified me before becoming Catholic. Like I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that is not my goal. I, I, I want to be a Christian, but I don't know if, if, if I can do one thing for forever. And after finding so much joy and going to the mass and realizing that when I enter into the mass, it is a very small piece of heaven on earth when we're singing praises and we are worshiping before our Lord I, I go, I literally go in mass now and I go, I could do this. I could do this for forever. Um, in fact, it is one of my goals when I retire is to go to daily mass. Like I wish I could now. And I know I've mentioned that in several podcasts, but I really do. That's one of my main goals is just to be able to go and worship at mass every single day. We have to remember God's timing is perfect and he wants us to be able to worship him forever as soon as our souls are clean and, and ready to go into the most sacred places of all sacred places. All right. So why am I mentioning this now? And what is all souls say? And, and how does this all tie together? Well, here's the thing. You cannot pray for people who are in hell. They, they have made their choice here on earth, and that is where they are. However, as Catholics, we believe that you can pray for the souls in purgatory and you can also pray for the souls in heaven. So on all, all souls day, we make it a point to continue our prayers for the souls in purgatory to shorten, hopefully remember God's timing, not our timing, but we would, we would ask for intercession that their time in purgatory was shortened so that they can go on to go to heaven. Now, <clears throat> this gets into the Protestant Reformation. You could buy indulgences. I'm not getting into all of that. Once again, I am not a theologian yet. Okay. On All, all Souls Day, 
people would give out souls cake to people begging for food and they would say all right i will give you this soul cake if you promise to pray for my family that is passed on into heaven that was actually called souling okay and it's really really cool um in some cultures they have taken all souls day like the mexican culture and they um do dia de los muertos which is day of the dead um my family does a little day of the dead i want to say i don't want to say we do the full-on thing my grandfather was from chihuahua mexico and my great-grandmother was from aguas calientes mexico and my great-grandfather was also from chihuahua mexico and so it they brought with their european background when they moved to the united states from mexico they brought several mexican traditions with them and it's very important to me and for for just myself that my children know that yes we come from a very european background but we also picked up some of this traditional mexican um celebration because my grandfather was born in mexico and um he they his family just did a lot of traditional mexican things because that's where his parents were born and raised and i want my kiddos to know that part of their heritage as well as you know my family's from germany my family's from scotland and england so i just think it's really important to celebrate bits and pieces of our mexican culture as well so we do kind of a dia de los muertos we um, eat my grandfather's favorite food we put a picture of him we light a candle we say prayers for the people in, in purgatory and for further prayers for people in heaven i do not pray for the people in uh, the souls in purgatory enough uh there are people that make that a daily devotion and i try to and i always try to remember it but i'm really bad about it so that is my challenge for my listeners this week is to take a second take a moment sit down with your kids tell them that purgatory does not separate us from god's grace in fact it is just an extension of his wonderful grace and the fact that he wants something so good for us and so cleansing for our souls so that we can be in this eternity forever with him I, that was a, not needed <laughs> eternity forever but it is so good for us and and it doesn't have to be this big scary thing is it my ultimate goal no but i would rather go to purgatory than the the third option which is hell so let's make it a point to share with our children about the fact that purgatory is only there to help us it is an extension of god's grace and let's remember as a catholic community to pray for those those souls that have to complete purgatory before they are allowed into heaven and we need to just we need to all do it we need to remember that it is it is a part of the community that we belong to all right let's get into something maybe not so deep the results of the candy odd one out the choices were reese's peanut butter cups sour patch kids or kit kat bars <laughs> 
And the clear winner of being the odd one out was the Sour Patch Kids <laughs> with um, 83% of the votes. Kit Kat bars was next. No one voted for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Y'all must be telling your kids to take the orange wrappers like I am. <laughs> All right. My opinion is the Sour Patch Kids. I want to not like Sour Patch Kids. However, I actually really like them. I did do the parent tax the other day after a trunk or treat that we were a part of and stole a Sour Patch Kid. Okay, because I know that all of us parents, and if you're not a parent, you can still do an adult tax on candy. I know that we're all doing adult tax for the rest of the week. So let's do another candy round of odd one out. And this week's choices are Butterfingers, Twizzlers, or Milky Way. Butterfinger, Twizzlers, or Milky Way. It can be the dark chocolate Milky Way. I personally am a fan of dark chocolate Milky Ways. It's not my odd one out though. Okay. So next week I will share with you what my odd one out is. As always, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, shape, or form, or you think it would bless somebody else, please like, share, subscribe. Don't forget to go on over and vote for the odd one out on the Instagram page or the Facebook page, or it is right up there on Spotify as well. Have a wonderful week. Don't forget your challenge of praying for the souls that are in purgatory this week. Have a wonderful All Saints Day and also a wonderful All Souls Day. I will be back next week.